Fellowship in the Word with Pastor Robert Cooper. Today's service is brought to you by Single Mother's Guide to Raising Black Boys and from Crack to Christ, Part 1. That's what we have going here today. Our phone number is 646-595-3338. And if you'd like to call in and Ask for some prayer or any request. I'd just like to say hello. Push the one on your phone, the love button. At this time, I bring to the microphone Pastor Cooper. How you doing, Pastor Cooper? Hey, blessed, blessed, blessed indeed. Very good. All right, blessed, yes. Been a great, great couple of days here. All right, praise God. You know, what we uh, like to share today is something that I hope can revolutionize the the way God's people experience life. Uh, We have been, unfortunately, living beneath our privileges so much that we have tended to conform to that, kind of seeing it as the norm. In other words, accepting things that we should never have had to ever deal with. Ask, oh well, oh well, that's just the way it is, you know. But we Your don't have to. Your phone is chopping up. Your phone Uh-oh. is chopping up. Shoot, let me do something about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know wanna... exactly what's 
do. But you might want to hang up and call back in. Okay, how bad is it? Is it okay now? I just turned the volume up. No, no. Still bad, huh? Yeah. Okay, if you don't mind waiting, if you want to play that song again, I'll listen to it, but I'll yeah, call go it ahead, back in. Go ahead. Go ahead and call back in. All right, thank you. Yes, indeed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Cooper will be right back with us in just a moment. Pastor Cooper. All right, sir. Now, I can hear you real clearly. I hope you can hear me as well. Well, we still got a little choppy in, in, in the voice there, but go right ahead. We can make it through. Well, you know, I'm not sure exactly what it is. If there was anything I could do to prevent it, I would. I I, I just wanted to say this, and I hope that others can hear me as well, uh, that we are in a place of great change as the people of God. And we want to begin to experience life the way God designed us to and created us to. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. It's just a little choppy in it. But if you go right ahead. We're, we're going to ignore that. Go right ahead. Hey, hey man. Well, you know, you know, I know the adversary is busy because one thing the devil does not want to see is God's people make a change for the better. So he'll do whatever he can to try to distort things and disturb things because the last yes. thing he wants to see, the last thing he wants to see is God's people make progress. Amen. That's the truth. That's the truth. Progress in the right direction. So he'll try to do distorting things. He'll try to do distracting things. He'll try to do disturbing things. He'll do every diss he can think of because dissing is his business. Yes, it is good to know, amen, we serve a God, amen, who is greater than. And the Bible says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So i like to take this time and just celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we have a risen Savior working for us to overcome distortions and distractions and disturbances and every other thing the adversary may throw at us in our way, but we have a we have the power of God with us, and greater is He that is in us than He that is in the world. So we're going to talk a little bit today about what we can do to improve the quality of life that we have been designed to. We have been designed to live life a certain way, and I'm going to take some time and pray right now because. I know prayer changes things. Am I by myself? I know prayer changes things. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Every now and then say something to me so I can know if you're hearing me or not because it's important. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I checked another phone, and you're coming in just fine now. Oh, so wonderful. Go right ahead, and uh, I right, have to wonderful. step away for a few minutes, so take it right. away. I have to step I, I, away. I know because, because, because God wants to fix things, you know, and, 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 and we always talk about the news, don't we, Brother Lewis? And when you oh, look yeah. at the news, you can see the adversaries trying to break things up, even, even phone communications. God wants to fix things. God is in the solution business. He's in the business of fixing problems. Amen. And he wants to fix the problems in our lives. But the one thing he, we have to do is what we're going to talk about today. And right now I just want to pray because prayer does change things indeed. I repeat, prayer changes things. Amen. Father God, in Jesus' name, we need you to make a change. And this communication, make it come through clearly. Make it come through abundantly. Make it come through powerfully. Make it come through bountifully so the people of God can feast on the word that you have prepared for them and let the word, amen, 
saturate in their ears and in their hearts. Call them to know, amen, that you are God and besides you there is no other. We thank you right now for your word, and we believe in everything that thus saith the Lord. Lead us, guide us today by your Holy Spirit. Bless the host of this of this of this program. Bless my household. Bless all the listeners right now in Jesus' name. Those who may be listening from close up or long distance, we ask your blessings upon them right now. We all need to be blessed. And we thank you so much for it, Lord, because we know it is your will to bless us. Hallelujah. And we thank you, and we give your name the praise and the glory right now. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. It's all you for right now. It's all you. I'll be back. We're talking about living the kind of life that we have been patterned to live by Jesus Christ and the kind of life that we were created to live. Because when when God created man, he didn't make an accident. He made man on purpose. He made him purposely the way we are because he had a purpose for us. He has a mission for us. And in order for us to do what God designed us to do, he had to make us a certain way. So in Genesis chapter 1, God made everything, and the Bible says everything he made, he saw that it was good. He did the same thing with man. And things may not always look so good. Things may not always go so good. Things may not always feel so good. But know for a certainty when God made you, everything God made was good. It was God's intention to make everything he made good. So no matter how it may feel or no matter what they may say about you, when God made you, he made you good. He designed us a certain way. He said, let us make man, Genesis 1:26. go there with me if you will. He said, let us make man in our image and after our own likeness. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's something we need to know because if you don't know how you're made, you certainly won't know how to function. So we have to know how we're made before we can function properly. So he made man, amen, he made man in in the image and likeness of himself. He made man to be a total picture of himself and also gave man the ability to operate as he does. Amen. That's nothing that we can take for granted. That's nothing that we can give ourselves credit for because, uh, like the Bible said, it is he that has made us, not we ourselves. So he made us this way for a purpose for his purpose. So we were made in the image and likeness of God. The image of God, when you think about the image of God, amen, think about a picture, (laughs) a picture. And when God sees you, God does not see your flaws. God does not see your handicaps. God does not see your disabilities. God sees his picture. Amen. He don't see your shortcomings. He don't see your lacks or your limitations. He sees his picture. In other words, as the image of God, God has made us the portrait of himself. And I talk about this because it's the one thing that you don't hear a lot about in that much detail because the adversary cannot tolerate the sound of it so he's always trying to do things to keep that from being a man confirmed. But I, one thing I do know, God wants you to know that the first thing he did was make you in his image and then after his likeness. Amen. After his likeness. In other words, not only am I going to make you look like me, I'm going to give you God potential. Amen. So you can be so you can live a quality of life. 
That's God-like. He wants us to live godly lives. So he said, and let them have dominion. Now listen, don't think that he gave you dominion so you could, so you could be a rabble-rouser, a thug. Don't get the big head because that's not what he gave you dominion for. He gave you dominion in the earth so you could straighten out the messes that are going on. So we could keep things in godly order. So we could heal the sick, save the lost, and do all the things, amen, that we were designed to do. And if you ever really want to know what your life is supposed to look like, just look at Jesus. He came, amen, and redeemed us back to the place where God made us. After the first Adam fell, God sent a second Adam by the name of Jesus who made it even more plain and more clear because the first Adam never had, amen, a video to see how he was supposed to be. So he, he fell for the first thing that came along, and it caused mankind to fall. Sin separated man from God and his godliness and his godly position. Jesus came to show us live and in person how man is supposed to live and what it's supposed to look like, supposed to do it. And he did it, amen. He did it in perfection. And every time we look at Jesus, we, we, we see the personification of God's will for mankind. Jesus Christ personifies the perfect will of God for man. That's good news. So we have been living, sadly, unfortunately, beneath our privileges because we haven't realized anything in comparison to what God has for us. I like the scripture. It says, and it's in, and it's in, it's in First Corinthians, and 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 God describes it this way on purpose because He wants you to know, Amen, that you are missing things, Amen, and He doesn't want you to miss anything. So First Corinthians chapter two, and you'll find it in your Bible in the King James. It reads this way: First Corinthians chapter two. Hallelujah. Let me adjust my glasses. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You know the one I'm looking for. Where he says, nine. He says, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Amen. What does it mean to love God? Because God said for those that love him, he got some stuff set up for us. He's got some things lined up for us. So what does it mean to love him? To love him means to be in agreement with him. And so I'm preaching today about it's time that the people of God learn to agree with God. Amen. Learn to agree with God. We've been living, but we have not been living the way we could and the way we should because we haven't been living in total agreement with God. Amen. The adversary causes you to doubt and to fear. Rather than to doubt and fear, why not just have faith and believe that everything God says is? And when God speaks it, and just like the Bible said, as it is written, whatever God writes or speaks in his word, that's just the way it is. And why don't we make up in our mind, amen, that we're just going to plain and simply agree with God. Whatever God says about me, that's what I am. Whatever God says I can do, that's what I do. Whatever God says I can have, that's what's mine. Period. Hallelujah. 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 You know, this is the season where we need to take our rightful places so we can boldly 
boldly walk in dominion in the earth. Because things are getting so out of hand on a daily basis that you have to have this, amen, knowledge and this understanding and walk in this anointing. Because the world, amen, is not giving up until, amen, it steals and takes everything God has given to his people. God wants his people to have it all. The world wants to have it all. But the world doesn't have a covenant with God. <laughs> I wish I had some church folk in here. I really feel like having church right now. The world doesn't have a covenant with God. The world doesn't have it written. It's not in writing. God does not make promises to the world, but he has made promises to those who love him. He does. He has made promises to his people. And if we, as the people of God, don't receive the blessings of God, how can we function the way God created us? It's time out for that. It's time that we begin to flow in the pattern that God created us to so we can reap the benefits and reap the harvest of a godly life. I surely hope I'm being heard. I'm surely hope there, I'm surely hoping there's no more disturbances on the air and on the line. Because we can't afford to not receive everything God has given us because the adversary is a thief and a robber. He does not want you to know about yourself. He does not want you to know, amen, that God has made you this way. He does not want you to know, amen, that God has given you these things. And he doesn't want you to know that God has given you the power to do them. Amen. Back in Genesis amen. chapter 1, verse 26, God said, and let them have dominion over everything. Everything God made, he gave, he gave, he gave man dominion over it. That's us. Yes. That's you and I. And if that's Amen. not a reason to celebrate, I don't know what is. Amen. Amen. So we need to celebrate this because, because, because what's been going on is that the adversary does not want you to celebrate it because he doesn't want you to know it's yours. Peace belongs to you. John chapter 14, verse 27. Peace belongs to you. One of the greatest God-given gifts you could have is peace. Yeah, Jesus yeah. said in John Amen. 14, verse 27, he said, peace, I leave with you. In other words, I'm leaving, but I'm not going to take my peace with me. I'm going to leave it with you. His is not just an ordinary peace. His is not just some man-made, store-bought peace. Christ is the prince of peace. And he said, my peace give I unto you. He said, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He said, my peace I give, not as the world giveth unto you. He said, but my peace give I unto you. I'm giving you my peace because I want you to live my way. I want you to enjoy yes. the comforts of life. I want you to enjoy the power of life. I want you to enjoy the prosperity of life. So I'm giving you my peace. Amen. It's a great peace. It's a peace that passes all understanding. And not only that, it's in John 14, 27, so we have it in writing. And anything that you have in writing, amen, is signed and is sealed, and it belongs to you, and is signed and sealed by God. So we have it in writing that we have this peace. This is an awesome peace. John 16, verse 33, it talks about it in even more detail because he doesn't mind talking about this peace. He's not trying to hide it from us. He wants us to know all about it. So John in the 16th chapter, and in the 33rd verse, he talks about the peace again. Because we're going to start living the godly lives that God created us to. And when you think, when you hear the word godly, it's about God-like, because that's what it means. John 16, verse 33, still talking about the peace. Jesus is speaking, and he says, These things have I spoken unto you. 
don't know who you are, but whoever's listening to me, he's talking to you. He's not just talking about you. He's talking to you. Yes, amen. He said, these things, these things I have spoken unto you, Sister Camille, that in oh, me, that in me, sister, you may have peace. God bless you. That in me, Amen. you might have peace. He said, in the world, you will have tribulation. Come on now. He's trying to show us where we're supposed to be because he's letting you know that you can't, you can't escape tribulation until you get out of the world and get in him. Amen. That's where we're yes. supposed to be in him. We're not supposed to be anyplace else. We're supposed to be in him. In me, he says. In me. Praise God. Hallelujah. In me. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. That's a guarantee. You will have trouble. But be of good cheer. Why? Because he said, I have overcome the world. Good God Almighty. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. We don't have to worry about what the world is throwing at us when we're in him because he's overcome the world. How many hear what I'm talking about today? Yes. There are yes, things indeed. that the world is throwing at us that we don't have to worry about in Jesus. Amen. Because those things are not that do not happen in Jesus. Praise the living God. Hallelujah. I woke up this morning. I'm going to testify a little bit. I woke up this morning, and I and, and I turned to the left. I turned to the right. I looked to the right, rather, and then I turned to the left. And when I turned to the left, I felt a sudden cramp on my left-hand side. I didn't panic because when I went to sleep, I realized I was in Jesus. So when I woke up, I knew I was still in Jesus. And I Amen. began to minister to myself, to yourself sometimes. Yes. And I began to minister to myself, cramp, you're going to have to go because there are no cramps in Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> quite simply, quite honestly, quite frankly, you got to go because there are no cramps in Jesus. Amen. And sure enough, it was just a moment of time. I can't even tell you how long. It was so quick. It was immediate. The cramp was gone. Because even the cramps know who Jesus is. Even the cramps know the power of Jesus Christ. And even the cramps know who we are in him. Because he said, in him, amen, you will have peace. In the world, outside of him is where you have cramps. Amen. In the yes. world, outside of him is where you have tribulation, and tribulation covers a whole lot of stuff. Come on, everybody. Sickness, disease, cramps, heartache, sadness, sorrow, pain, poverty, lack, all that stuff falls under the category of tribulation. Yes. That's what the world is throwing at you. Doubt, fear. He said, he said, in the world, you will have all those things and some. But, but, but be of good cheer uh-huh. because I have overcome the world. So that means cramps, you've been overcome. you got to go. And immediately the cramp knew, I've got to go. Right. Practice yes. telling things what to do instead of letting things tell you what to do. Because now you are in Christ. And you you have authority now because you can tell things what they're supposed to do based on your association with Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't know if you know him like I do, but I do know this about him. There are no sicknesses, no symptoms, or no cramps, or any other physical disorder or dysfunction in Jesus Christ. Amen. And, you know, I can see why the adversary was trying to mess up the phone system before we got started because he does not want the people of God to know this. Mm-hmm. He wants you to mm-hmm. think your only hope, amen, is hopefully maybe it'll just pass and go away. And, you know, that's just the way it is. 
But I found out something in Jesus Christ. Amen. We don't have to accept things that are not of God. Not any longer. Because no longer do we have to say, oh, well, that's just the way it is. We don't have to settle for things any longer. Amen. We can fight back. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. And I don't mean fighting a losing battle. I mean fighting a battle where you know you have the victory. I mean fighting back where you know that when you speak to it, it's got to go. Yes. We can fight Amen. back. Yes. We can fight back. But we have to learn to agree with God. Now, Jesus being our example, being our illustration, Jesus being our pattern, teaches us, amen, how to agree with God. Everything that Jesus said, he said it in accordance to God's word. He is the living word. He's the word made flesh. So he demonstrates in everything he says and does God's word. And we have to be in agreement with God so we can be classified as those who love the Lord. He said, the eye has not seen nor ear heard. In in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared. Not things he got to try to come up with. These things have already come off the assembly line with your name on it. Yes. For those that love him. For those who are willing to to say no to everything else and just and just embrace God and embrace God through his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And walk with him and, and learn to talk with him and to walk like him and talk like him and be the, amen, the portrait of him like Jesus. Yes, amen. He's got some stuff waiting on you. And if you've been wondering, well, I don't know why the word is not working for me, ask yourself this question. Have I been agreeing with God? Or no. Hmm. Because when we learn to agree with God, then whatever God says goes. How do we agree with God? What does God say? The word of God, the 66 books of this Bible that we live live by and study out of daily is the word of God. And when you learn to agree with God's word and learn to agree with what God says, don't disagree with him. Agree with him. Agree with God. Hallelujah. Yes. And just say it like I just heard my wife say, I agree with God. You have to do that, see? You have to use your own mouth and your own tongue because in order to make this thing happen, you have to speak it into existence. Yes. Yes. Amen. Everything God made, if you go back to Genesis, he made it by saying. He made it by saying. So so what's yeah. happening is we have to learn, amen, that being made in the image and likeness of him, that we have to do things like him. And so we have to learn how to say things. And what you say makes a difference. Death and yeah. life, the Bible says in Proverbs, is in the power of the tongue. You can create things or you can tear things down. And if we have the power to create with our tongue, why don't we create right things wrong? Why don't we Amen. make things right yes. instead of making things wrong? Yes. So Amen. you can speak like Jesus said. I love how Jesus said it in Matthew chapter 21, and we studied it before many times, but I'm going to say it again because it's very simple. Jesus was hungry. And, 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 and like us, he gets hungry. He got hungry just like we do. So he saw a fig tree in the distance, and he decided, when I get to this fig tree, I'll get me something to eat. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Now, 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 I am hearing some background conversation. I just want to let you know that, uh, brother. Amen and hallelujah. Jesus was hungry. He went to the fig tree. The fig tree had leaves, but it didn't have fruit. And it was fruit season. How many know when it's fruit season, you're supposed to bear fruit? How many know when it's, how yes. many know when it's season to produce, you're supposed to have some produce? Amen. So yes. the tree did not Amen. have produce. 
So Jesus spoke to the fig tree, and this is what he said to the fig tree. It's interesting because it's interesting because when you have dominion and a power, you can speak to anything. Grab that for me, Sonny. You can speak to anything, open and close it, and it has to do what you say do. I mean, when you have power like that, you can speak to anything that has to do what you say do. So this is what Jesus did. In verse 20, in verse 21, in verse 20, please forgive me. Go back to verse 19. And when he saw, and when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon. There was no fruit on it but leaves only. And he said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforward forever. Never again, because if you don't have fruit now, you'll never have fruit again. And presently, that means immediately, the fig tree withered away. That's power. Mm. And that's the kind of power, yeah. man, that we have been given in Jesus Christ. He spoke to the fig tree, and the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, understandably so. Imagine being imagine being a witness to something like that, hearing what he said, seeing the whole scenario, and then watching as soon as he said it, the fig tree he spoke to withered away. Praise God, hallelujah. You know what, you know what I always marvel at when I read this? How fig trees can obey Jesus, but people can't. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. How the fig tree knew what to do, but folks don't. Amen. And isn't it, isn't it amazing that he is more merciful to people than he is to fig tree? To the fig tree. But I wouldn't take that mercy for granted because he's showing us, amen, that when we were when we're called to produce and to have fruit, amen, we can't play around with this thing, amen. We're supposed to produce. We were made to produce. We're made to have a godly production, saints. And we've been playing games with this thing long enough. I truly believe, and I'm even including myself because there are no innocent bystanders in this. I truly believe that God, when he says, the eye is not seen nor ear heard, I truly believe he does not want us to not see. And he clearly doesn't want us to not hear. Neither has it entered into the heart of man. He clearly does not want that to be our case. He wants us to hear it and know it and have it. What yes, we have to yes, do, yes. what we have to do, is change our whole strategy because the adversary has been causing us disturbances and distractions and and everything else, discrediting folk and getting people discouraged and everything. What we have to do is get to the place where we put him under our feet, where the Bible says he goes, and start agreeing with God. Amen. Praise the living God. Now you start seeing some things because. The things that he has prepared for those that love him will, start, will soon become part of our reality. And we'll soon begin to receive those things as soon as we start walking in the love that he's talking about in the Word. Agree with yes, God. Yes, yes. Agree with God. Agree with God. That's what we have to do. Yeah. Agree with God. Agree with God. If God says it, agree with it. So this is what he said, Amen. this is what Jesus said, because saying is so powerful. And he saw the disciples back in Matthew 21, he saw them marveling at what happened to the fig tree. And they had every right to marvel at it because it was marvelous to see something like that. Yes. But Jesus spoke to them, and he told them, and I'm reading from verse I'm reading from first from first nineteen where it says, And presently the fig tree withered away. Verse twenty, and when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? I mean, that was soon. He just spoke to it, and immediately it took place. You know, so many times people are waiting on a, a, a process to take place. Or maybe some 
time consumption take place, but there is no time constraint in God. And when God speaks, amen, he can change things in an instant in our lives. Yes, amen. We need to know that, see? And so and so they they they, they, they marvel because it happened so so quickly. Jesus answered and said unto them. How many know Jesus always has an answer? Amen. Jesus has an yes. answer for everything. I want to let you know before I read another word from this Bible, Jesus is our answer. You have some issues, you have some problems, you have some difficulties in your life, and you didn't know what to do. Jesus is the answer. Yes, amen. And Jesus answered, and Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, He said, If you have faith and don't doubt, you'll not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. Now, what did he say was required to do these things? Faith. In other words, in order to really agree with God, you're going to have to eliminate doubt and fear from your life. There is no place doubt and fear are synonymous. There is no room for doubt, and there's certainly no room for fear, because wherever doubt and fear is, faith can't operate. But if you want to see faith operate, and you want to see it do miraculous things, you have to eliminate doubt and fear from the picture. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fear causes doubt. He doesn't say fear, but he does say faith. And I know faith cancels doubt. I know faith cancels fear, and fear cancels faith. So doubt and fear are synonymous. Get the doubt out of your life. Agree with God. Believe everything God says. If he says it, don't worry about what it looks like. Just believe it because God says so. Amen. That's what it means to agree with God. I believe it because God says so. Amen. He said said in Isaiah 53, uh, uh, verse 5, he said, With his stripes... We are healed. Amen. With this Christ, we are healed. Now, that may be kind of a difficult concept for someone that's in severe medical a severe medical condition to go along with, because they're looking right at the difficulty. They're looking right at the problem. God is trying to get us to shift our eyes from off of the problems. Onto the solution, which is Him. Yeah. Jesus Christ is our solution, and if we can if we can train ourselves to take our minds off of our problems and begin focusing on the solution. Soon and very soon, the solution will become our reality. I don't care how severe it is. I don't care how difficult it is. If we practice doing it that way, that's what's coming to pass. Hallelujah, Jesus. So Jesus said, Jesus said, if you have faith, if you have faith and doubt not, you can say not only to the fig tree that it be withered away, you can do the same thing to this mountain just by saying he didn't say you had to have anything else but just the ability to say. Now, you know as well as I do, we all can say. Saying does not come hard for people. Amen. And if you don't believe it, listen to all the complaining that you hear sometimes. And if you don't, if you want to really get personal, listen to all the complaining that we do sometimes. Yes, yes. indeed. Plenty. <laughs> Saying is not a difficulty. Folk know how to say things. We want to get to the place where we begin to say godly things. Because if you want to see godly things, we have to practice saying godly things. 
Yes. Just death and life are in the power of the tongue. My advice is, if you don't want to see it, don't say it. Right. If you don't want to see it, please don't say it. And yes. that's where we are. We're learning to agree with God because whatever God says, we have to make up in our minds, I agree. He says, with this stripes, you are healed. I agree. I, I, know what the medical, I know what the medical report says. I know what the doctor just said, but I agree. I choose to agree with God. I choose to yeah. agree with God instead of what I'm looking at. I choose to agree with God instead of my circumstances. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, amen, that we are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a holy nation. You may not feel so holy right now. Amen. Because holy is, holy is God-like. Amen. God is holy. And you may not feel so God-like right now. But when you practice agreeing with God and begin to stop going by how you feel and just go by what he says, Soon and very soon, your feelings are going to change. Mm-hmm. Soon yes, and very yes, soon. yes. It won't be long. You just have to have the strength and the courage and the faith to put this word to work because agreeing with God changes everything. Testimony on top Amen. of testimony. It wouldn't do me good to try to start reading off my own personal testimonies over this telephone line because it would take too long. Where I literally had to learn to trust and agree with God. And watch and and watch and watch God do miraculous things and he can do it for you and just like he can do it for me. He wants to turn some things around. I don't care how bad it looks, amen. When you begin to agree with God, everything has to change. You know why? Because God is not a man that he should lie. If God says it, he said, have I said it, and shall I not do it? Amen. I like the way God talks to us. He talks to us like we're family. He talks to us like like he's dad. Yes, he is. Because yes. he is our father. He said, "He said, have I said it and shall I not do it? Or have I spoken it and shall I not make it good? Go back to the Old Testament and read that in Numbers 23, verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Everything God says is true. It comes to pass. So if God says you're healed in the Bible, no matter how you feel, you're healed. I know that may be a stretch for some people, but if you can focus on what God is saying more than you can in your own condition, I guarantee you a turnaround because God's word will not return to him void. But it will accomplish, Isaiah 55, it will accomplish the thing where he sent it. The thing that God told his word to do will have to get done because it can't go back to God and say, I couldn't do it. So we need to get in God's word and get that word in us so we can start so we can start reaping the benefits of being children of God because he got word in man to cover us. We're covered by his word. And all we have to do is learn to agree with his word. Why not? We yeah. agree with everything else. Folk agree with everything else. Amen. Bad news will come on across the TV screen. Folk will agree with that. The weather forecast will come across. You don't have to see it. Folk will agree with that. We got a weather forecast uh, uh, sometime earlier. I mean, sometime earlier uh, today or yesterday said it's supposed to start raining by 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Folk agree with that. I, I, I want to be a witness to you. There is no rain on the ground right now, and where we live is 2:40. What time is it? It's 2:40. It's 2:48 right now, and it's still dry outside. So, so, so people believe what they want to believe, 
and they and they and they embrace what they want to embrace. But if you really want to embrace something, embrace God's word because it won't return unto Him void. All man can do is make predictions. Right. But what God does, when He makes a word, Amen. When God says something, it's true. It comes to pass. This is why we have to learn to agree with God. Yes. Let's Amen. make up in our minds. Let's commit today that we're going to study God's word and get to know him through his word and begin to agree with everything he says about us. I like Amen. this one I like this one particular scripture I'm going to close out with. And I studied it before, but it, it means a lot because this is what God says in his word. God's word says in first John chapter one, verse five. It says, God is light. There's no darkness at all. That's good to know. God is light, so in him is no darkness at all. Jesus comes into the world in John chapter 8, and he says that he is the light of the world. He also tells us in Matthew chapter 5, 14, that he says, you are the light of the world. So he's classifying you like your father. If your father is light, you've got to be light because that's what your dad is. He yeah. said, I'm light Amen. and you're light. And we have to start agreeing with God and believing God. Also, if you go to First John, go to chapter 5, verse 14, and he really lets you know that God means what he says. And we need to get to the place where we know that God means business. Amen? Amen. First John, chapter 5, verse 14. And I'm going to close with this one. And this is the confidence, sisters and brothers, that we have in him, meaning God, that if we ask anything, remember now, you're talking about your father, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. That's good news. Yes. Amen. He heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have desired of him. If we know that he hears us, then we know automatically already by the grace of Almighty God that we're getting a yes. Amen and amen. Find out what the will of God is, especially when you pray. Because you may be praying, amen, and it's, and praying is good on every level, but sometimes we have to pray God-sized prayers. Yes, and, amen. And, and the will of God for you may not be, amen, a mobile home. The will of God may be for you a mansion. So no sense in asking God for something he doesn't want you to have. Find out what he does want you to have and pray for it. Yes, amen. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know I just reached somebody in the world just then. Amen. Let's Hallelujah. Start God, let's start asking God for God-sized things. Let's don't be afraid to ask God for, for, for big things because we serve a great God. So it's okay to pray great prayers to a great God with the expectation of great things. Let the church say amen. amen. God bless you. Amen. 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 Good morning. Amen. I have a prayer request. All righty. Okay. Um, of course, uh, you know, James is doing so well right now. Um, and I'm just praying for his continued recovery and um, thanking God for his blessings. And now um, my daughter is really in the throes of addiction, and um, she just lost her job. And I want to pray for her recovery as well. Uh, and um, I, I just, you know, I just praise and thank God for his blessings on us. Uh, all our all our lives, and um, that's that's my prayer today. And uh, thank you. 
Well, you know from experience that that's a mighty prayer, and some may think that's a real, real big prayer. But you know from experience what God can do because he's oh, done yes. it for you before. Yes, yes. And, and yes. We, he wants to do it again and again. And as long as you mm-hmm. have the faith to believe that he's a great God, you can ask him for yes. great prayers. Amen. And so we pray right Amen. now for your daughter in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we know what you can do because you've done it for her brother, and we need you to do it again and again and again. We ask your blessings upon her right now. Heal her, deliver her, set her free right now from the hands of the enemy. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. God bless you, sister. Okay. Amen and amen. Oh, dear. Uh, Pastor Cooper, this is Camille. Good morning. Yes, good afternoon. Good morning, good afternoon. Yes. Uh, I have a friend who had to go in the hospital the other day. Well, she's out now. But she's um, doubting the doctors who are trying to help her. And I just wish she'd open up. She listens a little to me, but not enough. But she's doubting the doctors because she uh, let herself out of the hospital instead of staying to get more help. And I just pray, I want prayer for her to understand that people are just trying to help her, not hinder her. All right. Well, all you can do is continue to pray because not knowing the whole situation, not knowing what's going on at the hospital, not knowing what the doctors are trying to attempt doing, the only thing you can do is continue to pray for her, but also pray for her through Dr. Jesus. And I'm not saying that there's Amen. anything wrong with the medical profession, but please don't forget to call on Jesus, able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. So we pray yes. for her right Amen. now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Okay. Let's see. I guess that's probably about it. Uh, I just wanted to say I had to walk away from the phone for a moment because I know when I see a 8866 pop up on the phone, it's the fraud prevention from my bank. And I automatically knew, and which has been happening a lot recently, is my gifts, my cards, or my uh, Social Security numbers on what they call the dark web. And you, you know, when that happens, it can throw your whole life out of whack. You know, your credit, everything can go uh, once that happens. But anyway, I just pray. God to straighten out my situations and uh, help me find another way or some other kind of solution to uh, this situation that I'm running into quite a lot. I know some will say uh, it's, it's, you know, it's money. It can be be placed to return, but it's not necessarily that easy. You know, you got to eat, you got to pay rent, you got to take care of yourself and your loved ones, which I do. So I just need some help with that, Lord. Stop whoever is keeps going into my accounts. Amen. Your prayer. Amen. Your, your prayers are being heard because one thing I do know, uh, you're praying according to God's will because he wants us to prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. And you can find yes. that in 3 John, verse 3. It's a, it's, it's a book in the Bible that's only one chapter, so it's verse 3. So you know you're asking according to God's will, and you're asking a great, big, mighty, great, big prayer because certain things are not our battles. They're the Lord. There's certain things that we can't battle, praise God. Right. So you do right. the right thing. Continue to keep it before the Lord. Continue to keep praying, and we're praying with you that the Lord will, will help you and, and stop whatever it is that's trying to hinder you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Amen. Jesus. You know, I just wanted to add to that to anyone else because I know some, all of us going to have been through this before. If you have it, that's great. 
But, you know, they just said uh, somebody charged a certain amount of dollars is from someplace in Arizona. And, you know, there were several ones, but once to Arizona, I clicked it. It wasn't me. They just stopped the card immediately and to stop the fraud. But it's it's it, it, it's just something like it's like a, I have to pray right now. We just did the prayer. But then I have to just ask God to not let this dwindle in my mind for the rest of the day. You know, and whatever, you know, because I'll, I'll turn a bump into cancer. You know, I'll make everything. Ten times worse than it is. So, Lord, I need uh, just to just chill, take it easy on this, and go through my day as if that or and, and prevent any other devil, devil's uh, soldiers coming at me today, spears from the enemy, darts being thrown at me today, and everyone on this line. You know, like you said, when you finally pass this word out, he wants to stop you any way you can. Now, when my phone rang, I probably missed something very valuable that you were saying, Pastor, that I probably needed to hear, you know. So who knows? Just, well, anyway. well, well, that's, the enemy, that's the enemy's job, to steal, kill, and destroy. And so he's always trying to keep you from hearing things that are worthy to be heard. But one thing I will give you on the way out, Psalm 92, verse 5, it says, Our God is a great God and that he is a great king above all gods. It's kind of good to know that about God sometimes, because as God's child, it's good to know that your father is great, and he's a great king above all gods. That means you got some greatness in you. So we have to start yes. relating to God as father. And when you do, the things that are said about him, amen, could be also reflected in you. Once we agree with God and begin to realize that he is our Heavenly Father. God bless you all. Amen. Amen. And as we go out here, I'm going to just play a little something in the background before we close out. And it's the whinings. And they say, the question is, will I ever leave you? He'll never leave you. He'll always be by your side. And we'll be by your side. We'll be back next week. Right here. Fellowship of the Word with Pastor Cooper. 11 on the West Coast. Two on the East and one in the middle. And we'll see you next week. Thank you, Pastor Cooper. Camille Marsh. And anyone out there listening. By the way, Amazon. Uh, Apple. iHeart. Spotify, for those who like to hear this, or you want to tell a friend about it. Said the question is.